Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right. Thanks for joining iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have Patrick Frank and George Cram. They are the co-founders of Right Device. Uh, and Right Device is pretty phenomenal. We're going to talk about that here very shortly and how they provide value. Uh, but George was actually 23 broke. You know, he's having a kid. He has a very similar story to mine, which is going to be um, pretty pretty cool to go into. Went from zero to six figures within a few first few years. Uh, and then Patrick, he was in real estate, launched a company called Compass, a uh, real estate company in, in San Diego. And they've both been featured in SD Business Journal, ABC, and they're on the way to Forbes 30 under 30. Patrick, George, thanks, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks so much. Yeah, glad to be here. Cool. So, you know, we have a lot to talk about, uh, and I think it's going to be a really quite a phenomenal show. So I'm really glad you guys joined. Uh, let's go first with uh, just kind of George and, you know, a bit of your uh, founder's story and, you know, how you went from like, you know, 23 broke having a kid uh, to starting a company. I mean, you got to be a little crazy to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's funny, like looking back on it now, like, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like, I think all the pieces kind of like happened to like fall in the right place. But, you know, going through it, like, I mean, it was pretty stressful. Like at 23, you know, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty much broke. I was unemployed. Um, my girlfriend at the time came to me and goes, Hey, I'm pregnant. I was like, Holy crap. <laughs> like, okay. Um, and, and so, yeah, no, well, I mean, it's funny. It's like one of those things where it's like, I think it was a really defining moment in my life. Cause it's like, Holy shit, I got to figure my stuff out now. And yeah, I, got, uh, I got hit in the face as well with that. I was like, Hey, by the way, you know, like came with like the folder and everything like this is proof. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was in, I was actually in denial for a lot. We, I think we went through like 10 or 15 pregnancy. That's always fun to go through all that. And then like, Hey, I'm going to start a business. I want to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Good yeah. luck, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, so, so yeah, from there, uh, I, I was like, you know what? I got to, you know, I got to make sure I'm providing for my family. I got to figure this out. I got a child on the way. And so, yeah, I mean, um, I eventually got into the healthcare industry and, and on the sales side. So I was actually working for a variety of different medical device companies, um, you know, and eventually, you know, like, like you said, yeah, I went from pretty much $0 in the bank to six figures in less than two years. And awesome. I was, yeah, I was, it was, it was an absolutely phenomenal for, you know, being a new, new entrepreneur where you, did you have a history in business or where did, did you, did you go to school for business at all or? Yeah. So it's kind of funny. I, um, I went to school, uh, in Oregon, I went to U of O and, uh, I actually got kicked out of the business school. I, oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't make it. Yeah. 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 No, hundred percent. And, um, uh, I, awesome. I, I settled for the economics degree. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a degree today. Yeah. I'm like, screw this college crap. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%, 100%. And I was like, I just need to get a degree and get out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. 
Um, so then you came to San Diego and then that's where obviously you met your, you know, your, the, the beauty that, you know, kind of, yeah, no, so yeah. we actually, um, I, yeah, so we actually met in college and then, oh, okay. You uh, met in Oregon. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We did met in Oregon and then, oh, you really found a gem up there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, totally, I totally left out. And, uh, and so anyways, came back here to San Diego and then, yeah, we started a family. Uh, we have two kids now, but, uh, but yeah, no, so I guess throughout all of that, like. The, being in the medical industry actually kind of came with the founding of right device and that was really the opportunity i saw and, and obviously we'll talk about that later but but yeah i mean it was wild ride i mean you, you get a lot of responsibilities thrown on you you're supporting a family of four and so it's like holy crap you know make sure you get you know make sure you work hard yeah definitely it's a lot of motivation i i, I mean i appreciate that whole part because you know entrepreneurship is is challenging regardless and if you know why is a huge part of it so you know having that kind of why in the back of your mind during the most challenging parts you know of growing a business is really really important it it kept me grounded um and you know continue to you know help me to make the proper just like the hard decisions you know saying no to doing this and that you know of having a good time to where i was like okay i need to like you know get my stuff together because i have people to support so it's really awesome uh congratulations on that that's very challenging uh patrick so so you were in real estate you're and you're originally from san diego yeah so born and raised in san diego was here through middle school high school college all the way through um, and it's kind of funny. I mean, I was here for so long. I think we can all test. Uh, San Diego is, it's a very small city a town at best. Um, and being here for as long as it was, you know, after college, I was like, gosh, I, I gotta get out of here and see what the rest of the world looks like. Um, so I figured I'd go to like the most stereotypical places across the U S went to Texas and to New York, New York to like see which type of lifestyle, um, I liked best and ultimately ended up back here. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck escaping San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have no idea why I left in the first place, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny along that journey. Uh, it, I kind of found my career path in the sense where I've always jumped into legacy industries. So it, it you know, perfectly fitting was out in Texas, worked in oil and gas, right. In yeah. New York worked in investment banking. And then I'm, um, came back to San Diego. And of course, you know, we have plenty of real estate agents um, and we actually ended up in real estate. Um, but the way in which that happened, you know, in, in New York and Texas, I was actually in a very corporate world. Um, the, the classic, you know, you get in at 7am, you leave at 6pm, you know, the very like, you put two years in, you get a promotion, those types of things. And right. Really what I found was, is like, it, it just moves so slow um, and, and it's very difficult fitting into that kind of, I don't want to say rat race for better words, but it, it essentially exactly that. Um, yeah. Well, and Elon Musk said, Elon Musk said like entrepreneurs are like square pegs in a round hole or no, or maybe it was Steve Jobs, one of those two. Exactly right. Right. And it's like, you know, as much as I try, you try to shove it in, it just won't, it won't work. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I actually came back to San Diego without a job. Um, so similar to George, I was actually unemployed prior to Compass. Um, and, you know, they actually had not launched here in San Diego. They're based out of New York. Um, and so I was employee number one at Compass San Diego. And we actually ended up growing to now it's the, the largest real estate brokerage in San Diego County. Um, yeah, so that was, a, that was a pretty wild ride. And though, yeah, you have a huge support team out of New York, it was very much as scrappy as starting a, you know, a company in a completely different location right. um, and figuring out as you go. Um, so, you know, 
now we're now we're here at Ride Device, and it was a very big leap going from you know the responsibilities that were held there and and kind of everything going on to taking a step back and saying no, I'm we're really going to go out and do our own thing. Yeah, that yeah, the transition we can go into that in just a moment. But I was curious if, you, if if either of you guys have like you know if your parents were entrepreneurs or like they had businesses or was it kind of in the family or was it what was the kind of the the beginning like all right, well I know I'm going to go into business, I'm going to start my own business, I'm going to do that. Like, was there any that any of that in there or no? Yeah, so it's actually kind of funny. I mean, um, and this is, I'm kind of in the process of writing a book about it. Um, so my entire family, it's, I, the book's going to be called The Founding Father. Um, <laughs> and, and it's all about like, because my father was an entrepreneur, and my grandfather was an entrepreneur, and then my other grandfather was an entrepreneur. And it was all about like, you know, what does it take to start a business, raise a family at the same time? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, from, from my standpoint, entrepreneurship has been like almost like a lineage down the line. So it kind of makes sense. I, I mean, as Patrick would say too, like it was so important for us to, to find something that we were passionate about, but like we were so entrepreneur, entrepreneurial that like we, we, we couldn't fit in with a lot of yeah. the corporate companies. Yeah, yeah. That's they, well, they try to force their mindset on you, <laughs> you know, like their structure. And that's the thing about entrepreneurs. They just, they have their own p- rhythm and then people will try to like structure. change it. Yeah. Patrick's on management. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> quite, quite frankly, I didn't do, I, I did absolutely terribly within these corporate structures. And that's how I really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I got fired from every one of them. <laughs> Wait, is that what you, you, you were? Yeah. Yeah. I got fired. I got fired from McDonald's. Like <laughs> a man after my own heart. The exact same thing happened. To me. <laughs> like how do you get fired from McDonald's, bro? Like, honestly, <laughs> that is an accomplishment. That's, that's like an, an accomplishment. You got to be, you, you got to like literally be like on, on, on purpose right there. They need their own award for that, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, so Patrick, was that the same with you? Were, you, did you, were your parents like entrepreneurs or, or, or no? You know what, um, you know, it's actually the exact opposite. So my father is an attorney and my mother is an HR. So it's about kind of exact opposite as, as you could possibly imagine. Um, you know, my, my father does own his own practice, but still I feel it's, you know, those are kind of like, you can put those in that, uh, spectrum of not you know, actually being out there and following through the yeah the i find result. that there's like both sides of it so there's people that have yeah. like always been there they've always had like the corporate structure like their parents are corporate and they were just like i don't know if they were like the rebel child or something like that and they're just like screw you i'm gonna do my own thing and then you have the other side which is like my parents were you know all entrepreneurs things like that my parents were you know they were trying to start businesses um, and just consistently failing, you know? And so we were never really like wealthy, but it was like, well, we're always trying to start something, you know, new. Right. And that was kind of like how I, but I wasn't like educated in business or anything like that. It was just like, okay, well, I think that business, you can make more money than working at a corporate structure. Plus you get to do what you want. So like, I like, right. you know, exactly. What's uh, kind of funny that you mentioned that is like, you and I are both the middle children. So it could be some of that little, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm one of the middle child too. Like, I either had go. someone bullying me or I had to like take care of someone. It was exactly. like one of the two. Like, <laughs> exactly. uh, cool. So let's go into right device real quick. So you guys, how did you guys end up forming right device together? Cause Patrick, you know, you were in the real estate world. You were doing you know pretty well in the real estate world, of course, cause San Diego is, you know, very, it's a phenomenal real okay. estate market. Uh, you know, and George, you were kind of like, you were working on you were in the healthcare industry. So I'm assuming it came from you, George, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so like as I was saying earlier, I mean, I was a medical device rep for pretty much my entire career, and um, a lot of people don't know as a device rep, you are pretty much in the operating room every single day. 
and I was helping out surgeons, making sure the cases were going smoothly. You had to know a ton about everything about going on in the operation, what procedures being done, the techniques being done, the products being used. Um, you have to kind of really orchestrate and really make sure the whole case is just going on 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 par. And I took like I learned I knew so much about this stuff. And what would happen was is like friends and families would call me and say, Hey George, I'm getting a knee replacement or whatever it is, or hip replacement, or you know, having my shoulder worked on. And I would walk them through everything about the surgery. Like who are the surgeons they need to see in San Diego, what techniques they need to be doing. And then lastly, like what products are you know are the best on the on the best on the market. And after these phone calls I would have, like people at least my friends tell me that, oh my God, like I didn't realize how much information there is on this stuff. Like I wanted to tee them up for like potentially the most successful outcome they could have. Mm-hmm. And it like dawned on me a few years ago. I'm like, why do, why do people have to call me? Right. <laughs> like, like, you know, like well, surgeries are happening by the thousands across the nation. Like, why don't patients know and understand about this stuff? Yeah. Like I can build this. Like, I don't know how, but I can figure out how to build it. And, and that's where I kind of came to Patrick. I remember, I was literally driving home one night and I called Patrick it was like, I don't know, 8 PM or something like that. I like leave in the hospital. I'm like, like, dude, I have an idea. And he's like, all right, come over. And we ended up going to his house and he has, whiteboard like, he has a huge, like 10 foot whiteboard in his room at the time. We <laughs> just, Love it. Love the whiteboards. Night, like whiteboarding stuff. And we were like, we can do this. Like, and, and so that's kind of like how Ride Divides eventually got started. Awesome. So Patrick, you're obviously the crazier one because you decided to have a whiteboard <laughs> and entertain the whole thing. Yep, I think that's I think that's fair to say, um, and and it's it's kind of funny, you know. There, you know, from my background again, you know, in the legacy industries where it's kind of always places like, hey, how do we integrate new technologies into the industry, right? How we make them work better? And when George came to me with this, it's it, you know, we we're looking, and there's so many diff- there's so many similarities between what Compass did in the real estate industry, and you know, pieces of what we're doing in the healthcare industry. And it really is, you know, kind of saying, hey, you know, consumers are, are consistently asking for more information. They're demanding and we're all guilty of it. Right. Um, you know, we're, with every decision we make. And so it's saying, hey, can we provide more information to consumers of healthcare patients, if you will, um, and provide them with the best information to make sure that they get the best outcome. Right. And, and you know, through that journey, it's, it's been, there's a ton of similarities that we've seen from other industries happen. It's just healthcare is by far the most complex of what we call legacy industries, just because there are so many regulations, there are so many rules and, and you have to be delicate because these are life-changing decisions, right? You know, yeah. you buy a house, you buy a car, you can sell it, you can, you know, move forward and do something else in surgery, you can't, right? It sticks with you for the rest of your life. No, definitely. I mean, this is like very, very, especially now with COVID and everything, it's a very, very complex you know, situation that you're dealing with. It's not a challenging, um, exactly. challenging industry. Uh, so I'm curious. So real quick on right device, you're providing the information about specific devices for the doctors and medical physicians. And, and like, basically it's like a database of information, correct? Yeah. So, um, I basically built out the database of, of products and then I took what I knew from the industry and I paired that up with like the leading research and, and the information on, on these actual products. And I built an algorithm around it. Um, so you as a patient can come on the right device and we made it very consumerized. So you can literally just go and start answering a questionnaire and it's like probably about five to seven questions mm-hmm. and it's all learning about who you are and what you're looking for out of like, let's say a knee or hip replacement. And I basically built out this, this decision algorithm tree 
And after the end of the questionnaire, we'll, we'll show, you know, three to five devices that might be more suitable for you and your lifestyle. Um, okay, cool. And yeah, yeah. So we did that. And then um, it was funny. And maybe we'll jump to this when we're talking more about COVID, but we actually stumbled on even a larger opportunity um, revolving around actual patient connectivity as well. Awesome. Yeah. And there's the healthcare industry is like <clears throat> ever expanding. So uh, that's phenomenal. How did you guys first start making money within right device? Did you start charging the actual patients or the, like the hospitals themselves? Yeah. So, so I guess we'll just kind of lead into what George was just mentioning yeah. is, you know, we some of across this opportunity, you know, again, in correlation to a lot of what I saw at Compass and what, what this opportunity is and what we're calling it is the patient partner program. Cool. And what this, what this program is, is we connect patients who are going into surgery to patients who are ex experienced and fully recovered patients who have already been through that same surgery. And in many cases, these patients have actually already been with the same surgeon that both are seeing, right? So the whole point of the program is, is you're, you're going into surgery, you have a ton of questions, there's a ton of unknowns. Surgeons are, are having to spend less time with patients, right? Because they're performing so many surgeries and you know, a patient leaves clinic after talking to the surgeon and they have so many questions. They don't know where to go. And so they go to Dr. Google, right? They go to WebMDs of the world and they get more scared, they get more stressed out. And then they turn to their network, right? They start asking their friends, families, whoever else has ever had this surgery and knows anything about it. Right. But what we just found out was is saying, you know, gosh, how can we service both the, the surgeons and the patients at the same time? And from connecting the prior patients of a surgeon who have had these great outcomes and who know a lot about surgery to these patients, it's saving the surgeon time. It's activating their referral network of patients. And for the patients who are going through surgery, it gives them a friend and a partner to ask these questions to, to feel comfortable, know what to expect, and really plan for what, how this surgery is going to change their life. Yeah, and, it's incredibly and, valuable. And, and so it's, it's, it's you know, really, as a whole, the way we monetize at Right Device is we build these custom patient advocacy programs for surgeons, private practices, for hospitals, for medical device companies. Um, and we do that based on a geographical area. Um, and, and really, it's kind of just been building out from there. Um, because again, it's something, it's a very large lift to, to build that out. And uh, we've actually paired that again with a, with a algorithm that pairs you up with someone who's the most relatable. Um, but these companies, they don't have a the social time. network of like yeah. having, having some kind of issue and then you're connected That's to that right. specific person. That's awesome. That's exactly right. And, and these companies, they, they don't have the bandwidth nor capacity to do it, but they all see the opportunity and they, they want to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and think a step further when it's like somebody in your community. I mean, this right. is somebody who's potentially seeing the same surgeon you're going to see. Um, it's a level, it's like almost, you're just adding an extra layer, layer of intimacy to the connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are you charging specifically? So how's the monetary aspect going? Yeah. Charging specifically yeah. for the patient? No. So, so it's funny when we, when we started this company, our whole mission and our whole vision with this is like four patients, five patients, like this needs to be completely free. Patients already pay a tremendous amount of money already for healthcare. Right. And so we actually go to hospital systems, medical device companies, private practices and say, Hey, if we want to, if you want to implement our program into your hospital system, whatever it is, like there's going to be a fee for that. And we basically handle all of the logistics behind it, pairing up the people. We produce the content around it. Um, and we and we really take care of the patients all the way through that journey. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, 
yeah, it's really, really important. I mean, they're already going through a challenging time anyway. You know, you don't want to have any additional stress on it. So that's smart um, doing that. So is it kind of like a, is it like a subscription method for that specific facility or that, that certain doctor, or is it like yearly plan? Yeah. So we, uh, in order to get up and running, there's like a one-time onboarding fee. Um, okay. And then from there to keep the program up and running, there's a subscription. But okay. typically the contracts are a year long. Yeah. Right? It, it does take time to get the program up and running to like pay. I mean, sur- the average surgery journey is, is like between I'd say one and six months, depending on whatever the surgery may be. So right. it does give it more time to actually, you know, get those testimonials. And what we're, what we see is patients who go through it, they actually then become these patient partners because they're like, gosh, like someone was there for me. I want to give back. Right. Like that's one really big piece I want to highlight is like, unlike any other industry, the altruism in this industry is, is unmatched. Mm-hmm. It's, it really is. I mean, we, we can all attest to it. Like how many times do you talk to somebody who then ends up going on like a 15 minute rant about whatever surgery they had? Right. Yeah. And they just go on and on and on and on and on. And it's, and it's, it's like, a, this is a very important moment in people's lives. Yep. So, yeah, no, hundred percent. And so, so right now, like during this time, this is a very, very intense medical healthcare kind of time right now that we're in. Um, yep. And with COVID, I'm curious how right device has been able to innovate and provide value. Cause I mean, I think the biggest thing about COVID was there was so much fear associated with it because uh, it, we didn't know. We didn't know what the response was. We didn't know what it was. We didn't know how people would react to it. Uh, so the patient partner program, being that it connects other people that would have COVID with other people that have COVID, right, and kind of ease their maybe their worries. Is that what you guys have seen in the process? Yeah, it's kind of funny. So when we when COVID hit, um, we actually didn't even have the patient partner program. Um, we were in the process of building it, and we. It was, we got like a very big confirmation because when COVID hit, elective surgeries pretty much came to a halt. So surgeons across the nation had tons of time on their schedule. For the first time probably ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, it was one of those things where like, we call up all these surgeons and they'll be like, hey, do you want to meet? And they're like, sure. I got nothing else. I got, I got nothing else to do. Weird. So, yeah. Right. So, so we ended up talking to so many surgeons um, and learning about like, what are the pain points? What are some things that like, where are you getting most of your referrals from? And so we were able to really kind of like absolutely almost perfect this patient partner program and get it to the point where we go to surgeons and everything clicks and go, that makes a lot of sense. That that brings a lot of value. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, we go to patients, we go, what are you needing right now? Because so many people, like you said, were stressed out about this concept of, of COVID and going into the hospital and like being scared. And, and even that, like now my surgery is delayed. Like how, how can we help with that? with that time, with that, you know, this experience. And so it was kind of one of those things where it's like, we got the surgeon side, we got the patient side, and that would not have happened if we didn't have COVID. It really wouldn't have. Yeah, you found like that solution right there. Like you needed both of those pieces of the equation, right? Um, right. Right, so 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 then now, since then, uh, you guys have launched this now and yep. you're starting to see a response from it. What's been the result? Yeah, so I mean, we've been dramatically growing um, our user base across the board. Um, we brought on our first very large enterprise client, um, and you know, cool. we basically continued to launch not only here just in Southern California, but you know, now in different parts of the country. So um, we're seeing this really starts now gain traction. We're having more and more of these patient partner conversations, um, and we actually had a really 
you know, one specific um, yeah, testimony, I guess you could say, a really great experience where we had a patient go through this process and their patient partner actually ended up being their nurse in the operating room. Wow. And, you know, they were able to connect post-surgery and we have, you know, they took photos together and they're actually now getting together and, and getting coffee together. And you know, it really created that, that long-term relationship. So, I mean, it's, there's a, there's a tremendous power um, in that connectivity, especially when you're dealing with your health. Um, and it's just, you know, we're excited to see more and more of those stories happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, those things are, those, those are the reasons, the reasons that kind of give people um, the will and the, the encouragement to keep on moving forward. You know, if you have a partner that's going through it, it's just, I always say that if you're 80% more, um, more likely to succeed if you have some kind of accountability or someone standing next to you, like exactly. encouraging you along the way, even Arnold Schwarzenegger would be like, I wouldn't be anything without like Sergio. Like he was like my workout buddy, you know, and if he yep. wasn't there, I wouldn't have been able to be, you know, who I am today. So having someone to partner with is incredibly uh, valuable. So what's the future with right device right now? Yeah. So, um, it's funny, you know, just a few, like a few weeks ago, we actually onboarded one of our largest clients, uh, happened to be a fortune 100 company. Nice. And yeah, no, it was a total congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, I mean, couldn't have been better for us. We we're super happy to be working with them. I, you know, Patrick and I and the entire team here were like, we know we're going to absolutely kill it for them. We're going to do so well for, for, you know, we're actually specializing in bariatrics for them. So we're going to be branching out into opening up our surgery lines, which would be really exciting. Um, so we're getting out of orthopedics. I mean, we'll still have orthopedics, but we're just going to be expanding. And, you know, going to general surgery, bariatric surgery, we're going to be onboarding spine here. So our goal is to really kind of expand our surgery lines um, while at the same time also, you know, expanding our business development and, and growing that side as well. I think George hit the nail on the head there is that, you know, we start off niche focused, right, on just orthopedics, start off with what we know best. And, you know, I'm sure that you, you know, you can attest to this is that as you build a business, you really find these opportunities. And mm -hmm. for us, you know, within the patient partner program, what we realized was it's replicable, right? Like we can duplicate this across every single surgery line. And so it's really allowed us to expand those surgery lines, expand our national footprint and, and really launch in a much bigger way. Yeah, there's so much to there's so much to be taken like in this huge industry. It's one of the, it's, and there's a reason why pharmaceutical companies and always like the medical industry pretty much run politics. <laughs> it's because they're literally massive. Yeah, so we'll, have, we'll, have a, we'll have a lot to talk about after the show. Um, but you know, I was curious because there's people that are listening to the show that right now probably get want to get a hold of you, want to go and see Right Device, maybe want to partner with you guys on this thing. Um, how do they get a hold of you guys? Yeah. I mean, uh, feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn. I mean, Patrick and I pretty much live on there. I mean, if you message me, I'll probably message you in a few hours. That's right. Um, other than that, just send us an email. Both of our emails are just george uh, at right device or patrick at right device.com. Um, you know, we are pretty religious on getting back to people because we, Patrick and I both love to connect with individuals and figure out and just really grow the network and figure out what people are doing and seeing if there's synergies in, in other places. So, uh, we really run like an open door policy and we really, we really mean that. I think it's, I think it's one of those things where, you know, accessibility is a, is a secret weapon that not a lot of people use and always being open to a conversation. Um, as George mentioned, open door. Yeah. And right now it's like even more important than ever to, to right. find connection and to find, you know, that kind of human, um, reliability when going through a challenging time. So you guys are in a, a perfect, perfect industry at the perfect time. Uh, and I really appreciate you guys.
what you guys are doing. So thanks so much for being on the show. And we'll have to have you on a little bit later on and see how Ride Device is continuing to move forward. Thanks for listening to the iSmart Podcast Show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.